Good morning, everyone. Uh, today uh, we are uh, starting the second uh, series of our episode uh, of Writers Backstage. I'm going to talk about uh, a comic novel um, written by an Arab American author. And Mona is here with me. How are you, Mona, today? Hello, Hayat. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Uh, today I'm also going to talk about um, an Arab American poet and um, you know uh, one of my favorite poems by uh, Naomi Shihab Nye. Yeah. That is amazing. I'm excited uh, for this episode. Um, so uh, the book I am going to talk about is uh, mainly a comic strip. That's what they call it. And um, our author Huda Fahmi, her name is Huda Fahmi, and uh, she wrote, uh, yes, I'm hot in this. And she has another comic strip called That Can Be Arranged. Uh, yes, I'm hot in this has, uh, and that can be arranged is uh, in general uh, talk about the uh, traditions and you know uh, how uh, Arab American uh, Muslim uh, people uh, cope uh, inside the American society. Uh, Huda Fahmi, uh, she is a Muslim woman. She was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, and she's the illustrator of the internationally successful webcomic which is Yes, I'm Hot in This. So she actually does the uh, illustrations herself. Uh, and so uh, that it's in itself is, I think, very creative. Um, uh, and so she uh, draws uh, uh, like this character, uh, supposedly it's her, because, um, and that can be arranged. Uh, she actually tells uh, the story of how she met her husband. And so she talks about the, you know, the common theme of uh, getting married and you know, fi finding the right, uh, right suitor. Um, and so um, she uh, does talk about a lot of the mistaken beliefs, how, you know, about how Muslims get married. Um, especially like in, if they are immigrants and they are resigning now in an American society and the surveillance against Muslims, that's another like common theme uh, in the book. Uh, she also, um, uh, uh, you know, really puts a big focus on uh, the hijab uh, and how others see the hijab. And that's what she plays on in her book, Yes, I'm Hot in This. So the whole book is about, you know, how she wears the, uh, the hijab herself and uh, how non-Muslim Americans um, uh, encounter this and how they're curious about this attire. Um, and so uh, she does. Uh, she go. She does like introduce herself uh, in like one comic strip here that I have in front of me. I wish I can show it to you. Uh, she says, "Yeah, you see, being a Muslim in America, I get a lot of comments and questions." And so that's how she starts her first uh, chapter. The book is divided actually into uh, like uh, six chapters. Uh, each chapter. Uh, you know, shows the uh, the conflict that you know non-Muslim Americans and uh, and Huda Fahmi or the character Huda Fahmi has in this comic strip. Um, uh, I they call it comic strip, but I I see it as a comic novel, even though uh, even though uh, you know the pieces she has is like short and. Uh, the drawings are very simple. Uh, I don't know. I think she does follow uh, like the common road of being a comic novelist, uh, along with other Arab Americans who have chosen this genre to uh, to actually talk 
uh, about you know the struggles they face uh, in America and, and how they grow up or yeah that can be a way or a way for them to uh, express their uh, identity so Fahmi she's an Egyptian American so she she as I said she originated in Detroit uh, she's married and she has a child um, Uh, she never took formal art lessons, which is interesting. Yeah, I need to see the drawings themselves. Uh, that's amazing. I wish I could draw as good as as good as her. And um, uh, and she does. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, she does a great job with the drawings. Yeah, and even though if they're simple. Uh, and so she, yeah, she does talk. I'm just gonna like talk briefly about the first chapter, just to give you like a, a snippet of you know what's happening. And so uh, she does introduce herself as this Muslim uh, American wearing the hijab uh, and uh, she uh, focuses the attention in the first chapter on the hijab as, as I said so uh, she she remembers in bubbles like around her so there's this character in the middle and then there's bubbles all around her uh, you know with questions aren't you sweating that looks so hot wouldn't you be cooler if you took it off Why do you even wear that thing? So it's all about her uh, physical uh, appearance. And, and so she says in the other page, uh, but I like to think I handle it pretty well. Uh, so she actually shows how she reacts when you know a, a stranger approaches her and ask, asks her about her hijab. Um, she says, you know what? I think I'm actually more cute than hot, but thank you. So she's like playing on uh, the world, the word hot itself, uh, showing that, uh, you know, that she might be attractive. So if you mean that I'm attractive, then, oh yeah, I might be hot. So she's kind of taking it or using humor uh, to go about this. Um, and then uh, she has another like comic strip where she's on the train and uh, this little girl sees her and she says, mommy, why that, why that person, why is that person dressed in, in all black? girl is asking her mom uh, why uh, is this woman wearing, wearing black and and so she comically like uh, thinks to herself I think so it's kind of a monologue because uh, I'm Batman and uh, so I think the way she uses uh, like the way she counteracts these uh, uh, like comments she hears around her about her hijab is uh, just by using uh, humor Um, and then another uh, another uh, uh, comic strip. She ha she has um, uh, herself ordering from a restaurant, and so the lady asks her uh, name for the order. Uh, she says Huda H U D A. So she's spelling her name to the lady, and then the lady said, Oh, like the makeup brand. Uh, she's referring, I think, to Huda Beauty, and uh, and she and then uh, Huda Fehmi. She says, Yeah, yeah Huda Beauty. And then uh, the lady who's, you know, taking her order says, I'm wearing the lipstick right now. And then uh, she says, okay, cool. So she's kind of uh, showing how, how uh, like she uh, reacts to all these different comments uh, uh, she, uh, she gets, I guess, about her uh, hijab. Um, 
and and she's like thinking to herself did the non arab just recognize my name because i i did suffer from this even as i was uh, studying abroad i used to go to starbucks and then i just use a different name cuz like if i tell them my name is hayat and then uh, and then i give them the spelling they just spell it wrong in the end so i just used to tell them uh, maria and it's like they look at me they look at me because i'm wearing my hijab and then they say uh, maria it's yeah maria and so yeah so uh, i think it's uh, an interesting uh, an interesting way to to look at like how people cope with these you know misunderstandings if i can call them misunderstandings or you know uh, you asking about things that you really don't know anything about so um, she says society uh, society makes me feel like the odd one out uh, in in one comic strip and she has like this character in sad face um what is she wearing she must be so hot again she's referring to um uh, you know to uh, what people say about her um and so she does have a comic strip where uh, her and her friend go to a restaurant and then the lady said uh, you know name for the order and then her friend says Leslie and then um the the lady who's taking the order says Leslie Am I saying that right? No, it's just Leslie. So like it's just the American name Leslie. Uh and now and then the lady just kept, you know, uh looking at her and then she's like, "Oh, is the, is it this name?" So I don't think your name is Leslie. Um and then um uh the lady says, "Wow, Muslim names are so exotic." So <laughs> I think that's another uh comment that like Muslim Americans get as they Uh, as they uh, live you know in a different society um, and uh, and it, it and this comic strip just goes on uh, just showing um how Huda or the character that she has in this comic strip deals with the hijab as a thing that she has to live with uh like in her daily life um uh, and how how she deals with all these different uh uh comments like for example i i used to always get comments about my the colors of my scarves i used to choose very you know colorful uh, scarves and the character does the same so she pictures in like one comic strip again that she's going uh to a shop buying a, a colored scarf and then a lady comes up and says your scarf is so exotic where did you get it and then um there's like a sale for a $5 scarf at Target and she has that in the drawing. So, um so you know, we find <laughs> scarves uh from yeah, different places. So there's not like an actual place that just sells scarves in the US. So we just get st- scarves, you know, um wherever we find them. If I like it, I like it. I just find I like I find it. And um but if you if you go to Dearborn Michigan I think you'd find that interestingly they do have like an abaya shop so you go there and they do sell abayas and <laughs> so it's really interesting you know, to see that like they do sell abayas uh, abroad and so you can still wear you know your own traditional um uh, clothing and uh, and and she does show the character as a very proud character of her hijab so it's something that she uh, feels you know bad about or she has to accommodate to to fit in she does feel that she's odd you know in her society she's the odd one out but at the same time she uh, she actually is very proud and she shows like ways she deals with this and 
how she uh, tries to fix her like attire to to feel American and at the same time you know uh, connect with her roots. I think this book is amazing. I don't want to take a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of time you know talking about other uh, themes in here because we have our friend uh, Muna who's gonna uh, tell us a bit about Muna. Go ahead, the mic is yours. Actually, I, I want to comment, uh, you know, yeah. about, uh, you know, uh, the work, uh, you know, uh, first uh, that you mentioned. It seems really interesting. I mean, dealing with the struggles in a, in a hu hu you know, um, you know, through humor it is really interesting, actually, yeah. to see. It's actually, um, it, you know, instead of just, you know, um, just saying it, you know, straightforward, you know, this happened to me and this happened to me. I mean, it's nice to, you know, uh, mix it with the humor. Um, at least to at least to you know um, which actually sounds interesting I'm actually excited I, I want to read some of her comics by the way yeah, um, yeah also um, <laughs> for, for me as well I can yeah for me I, I understand of course the the issue with the hijab uh, I lived there for, for you know for a while in the states you know I understand how the hijab is like your calling card unlike men I mean, religion is obvious, you know, from, from, you know they, they don't have to talk to you to know about your religion from the hijab. Unlike men, of course, okay? Uh, well, if, if they don't speak for with him, they won't know about his uh, nationality, heritage, religion. Um, and yes, um, I, I understand, you know, some, some of the experiences that she faced with the name, you know, pronouncing the name, um, asking, you know, some, you know, weird questions out yeah. of the blue. It does like, Just, yeah, you know, like, you know, do you, uh, they usually ask you, like, do you take a shower in that? Do you sleep in that? Uh, do you ever, do you oh, even God, have hair yes. in there? <laughs> do you wear it at home? Yes, yes. Do you wear it at home? Oh my exactly. God. <laughs> yeah. Also, also um, you mentioned Dear Pharmacy Michigan. I had a conference there. Uh, so I drove there uh, you know, to attend a conference um, about Arab American literature. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I noticed one thing once I entered you know, uh, you know, uh, the city is the uh, signs, the shop signs. Yeah. It's both Arabic and English. Yeah. You can't find that anywhere else. Yeah. Because of the majority of the Arab communities there, or Arab American communities there, yeah. uh, so I'm I'm really excited. Thank thank you so much for you know mentioning um, you know the uh, writer you know and her comic strips. Um, yeah. Really, it's interesting uh, you know uh, to read and, and pursue. You know, um, I find her really interesting. Thank you for introducing her yeah. to me and to uh, listeners. Yeah. And I do believe um, that like Arab Americans are taking genre seriously now because it does like say a lot just like looking at a picture and a few bubbles of words yeah yeah I, I do agree um so okay I'm, I'm going to now discuss my uh, poet uh, Naomi Shihab Nye uh, who is an Arab-American poet a songwriter and a novelist she is one of the most well-known Arab-American author, a great writer who has earned an avid readership among both Arab-American and mainstream uh, American audiences, uh, children and adults. Um, she was born to a Palestinian father and an American mother. Uh, she, she refers to herself as a wandering poet uh, because she has uh, tra traveled the world to, her, to hold uh, writing workshops and inspire people of all ages for, for many years. Uh, she's an author of many poetry books and children fiction as well. 
um, she says, um, you know, that a visit to her grandmother in Palestine was a life-changing experience to her. Uh, she was born in the States. Um, her poems are based on heritage and peace and are connected to her experience as an Arab-American. Uh, her work has been acknowledged by many journals and reviewed throughout the world. Um, Ney, in her poetry, creates spaces in which Arab and Arab-American experiences can be articulated, not just through memory or nostalgic uh, reclamation, but by honoring uh, the diversity of experiences and the necessity for change. Um, and um, that's a very brief introduction to Naomi Shahab Ney. It doesn't do her justice, uh, but I recommend you, uh, listener, to read more about her and uh, get to know, you know, her poetry and her uh, fiction as well. So I, I chose, you know, for you today um, a poem, you know, by uh, Naomi Shahab Ney, My Father and the Fig Tree, and I'm going to read it now. For other fruits, my father was indifferent. He'd point at the cherry trees and say, See those? I wish they were figs. In the evening, he sat by my beds, weaving folktales like vivid little scarves. They always involved a fig tree. Even when it didn't fit, he stick it in. Once Juhaf was walking down the road and he saw a fig tree. Or he tied his camel to a fig tree and went to sleep. Or later when they caught and arrested him, his pockets were filled of figs. At age six, I ate a dried fig and shrugged. That's not what I'm talking about, he said. I'm talking about a fig straight from the earth. Gift of Allah on a branch so heavy it touches the ground. I'm talking about picking the largest, fattest, sweetest fig in the world and putting it in my mouth. Here he'd stop and close his eyes. Years passed. We lived in many houses. None had fig trees. We had lima beans, zucchini, parsley, beets. Plant one, my mother said, but my father never did. He tended garden half-heartedly, forgot to water, let the okra get too big. What a dreamer he is. Look how many things he starts and doesn't finish. The last time he moved, I got a phone call. My father, in Arabic, chanting a song I'd never heard. What's that? He took me out back to the new yard. There, in the middle of Dallas, Texas, a tree with the largest, fattest, sweetest fig in the world. It's a fig tree song, he said, plucking his fruits like ripe tokens, emblems, assurance of a world that was always his own. End of the poem. So, I mean, you can see how first is a simple, beautiful, you know, poem um, about, uh, you know, the poet's uh, father. And um, here in this simple poem, there is a lot of themes that we can find that actually common themes we can find in um, Arab uh, American, you know, poets and uh, fiction. Okay, reference to nature, um, Arab American or uh, Arabs or Middle Eastern uh, food cuisine, memory, nostalgia, um, you know, diaspora. We we can find them all in this beautiful simple uh, poem. So you know, in this poem, actually. Um, the speaker, you know, speaks of her father's love of fig trees. 
um, Ne nice states um, how her father always found a way to mention fig tree in all of his stories and folktales he uses to recite to her as a child. Um, in the poem, the fig tree is actually a symbol. Uh, it's a symbol that represents the father's Arabic culture, childhood, innocence, uh, a symbol of um, a longing for uh, his homeland, Palestine. Um, in this poem, the father is nostalgic and he uses the fig fig tree to remember his childhood and I've read somewhere also there is a connection between food and memory uh, food is you know uh, you know for example one might remember the taste of a particular food and associate it with an experience um, you know mostly it's a you know, happy experience so her father is longing for the memory of the fig taste um, and this actually can reflect his own sense of uh, displacement for the fig, tea, fig tree uh, reminds him of his homeland. Her father who came to the United States as a college student in 1948, okay, he is still homesick to this day. By involving fig trees in his stories to his daughter, uh, he's giving this tree the meaning of connection to homeland, to Arabic folktale, to the Arab culture, cultural heritage of Arab Americans. Her father is portrayed in this poem as a displaced Arab who nostalgically reflects on uh, his um, most loved fruit tree, which is the fig tree, which he used to grow in his homeland. That love of fig trees reflects how they are greatly loved by all Palestinians and Arabs and Muslims who are accustomed to planting them in their, you know, uh, villages or yards, you know, or, you know, uh, in, in, in everywhere you can find, if you find fig trees, you know. Uh, figs uh, being prominent also because they were mentioned in the Quran, um, which this actually shows uh, her father's strong love for his homeland, his heritage, his love for religious, his religious culture, and um, the taste of the good old days. Interesting enough, in the, you know, if we, if, we, if we look at the poem, the father was unwilling to plant a fig tree in his garden, maybe, you know, uh, you know uh, fearing that it might fail to grow. But, however, at the end, Despite his displacement as a Palestinian, eventually he planted a fig tree. That's showing that he has made um, a new place for him, a new personal space for himself. As he said, quote, in the poem, quote, a world that was always his, his own, end quote, just by planting uh, a tree. By managing eventually to plant a fig tree years after he moved to Texas, the father is finally willing to deal with his sense of exile. Instead of, instead of being torn between two spaces, the Palestinian and the American, he creates his own space by joining those two, space, two spaces and create a, an additional space, his own personal space. So this fig tree becomes a, a sort of a third space through which the father tries to establish this location, okay, which invokes the feeling of being home and also gives him, you know, a sense of peace. So at the end, you know, from this poem, uh, by creating this new space, it's sort of like bri bridging, you know, the gaps between cultures, between two cultures. 
and um, that's actually what uh, I love about uh, this poem. It's simple yet it's uh, profound, you know, in the abundance of meaning, you know, and emotion in it. And um, I hope you all, you know, listeners would agree with me on that. Yes, definitely. Back to you, Hayat. Yes, uh, thank you so much, uh, Muna. That was interesting. Uh, uh, I think um, Nai was one of the poets who worked with food, like, um, you know, mentioning the fig tree. And then there's uh, Dan Abu Jadir, who also has a book called Baklava, I think. And uh, uh, even like in Crescent Moon, she has like, a, or like Crescent, uh, that's her novel too. She does refer a lot to food. So I do feel like, like food is a. a great like factor uh, that a lot of Arab Americans use to you know, refer to their culture and their traditions and the fig tree aslan is uh, very like known in Palestine because it's you know Palestine is known for its beautiful fig trees and so it's really amazing to see her use like this kind of image and then what I, I really like about Nai she also uh, ha- like talks about uh, Uh, the uh, you know the war in Palestine and a lot of her works and uh, uh, she has this amazing piece it's like a letter she says uh, it's a letter to any would-be terrorist and so in this letter she actually uh, uh, has like this uh, you know face-to-face confrontation uh, with this would-be terrorist and uh, she starts it she says I'm sorry I call you that but I don't know how else to get your attention I hate that word Do you know how hard some some of us has worked to get rid of that word, to deny the instant connection to the Middle East? Uh, and now look look at what extra work we have to do. So I think she wrote this piece after like uh, the events of September 11th, and uh, she was trying to uh, uh, disassociate herself and uh, her uh, Arab, uh, you know, Muslim community from this word terrorist that has, uh, you know, uh, clung a, lo- a long time ago to the, the image of the Arab with the beard or the image of the woman with the hijab. And so it's amazing uh, to see her talk about all these issues, you know, in just very little few words. She's a great writer. Thank you so much, uh, Muna, for uh, uh, bringing her up today and introducing us to uh, her great work in poem. Um, and so I, I do think we have come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please be on the lookout for other episodes to come. We will talk uh, in a, a little more detail about um, more works by Arab Americans. And uh, yes, until then, I'll see you soon. Thank you so much, Mona, for uh, today. And I'll Thank see you, Hayat. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone.